LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. Great to have you with us on Wednesday afternoon's Late Lunch. Two months ago, Mark Duffy went missing in Navin and he hasn't been seen since. Two months ago. He's due to celebrate his birthday tomorrow. He'd be 44. His sister, Leah, joins me on the line. Hello, Leah. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Um, Not good for your family these last number of weeks. No, 58 days and it's just been 58 days of hell on earth and just not knowing and having absolutely no contact from him and you know it's just totally out of character for Mark to to do this you know he'd never ever go this length of time you know without any contact with either the family or his children you know like um, it's inexplicable really and I know this is the way you feel about it this just came out of the blue nobody saw anything happening how was he just when you think about him back then before he went missing was he okay he seemed he look at he seemed his usual self Mark is the type of person that nothing phases him you know he just gets on with it like um, he takes everything in his stride he wouldn't be one to stress or to over worry or overthink things or you know, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be in his character. And um, Mark is such a friendly person. No matter where he goes, he he makes friends so easily. And um, he's just a real people person. You know, he's the gift of the gab. And um, he was due to start a he he was due to start a job. And um, he got a job as a foreman, which would have took him all around different sites in Ireland. And he was he was looking forward to that. He was excited. Um, mm for that um, but that never was to be it wasn't to be and he has two children that he lived for and loved as well Evan and Lauren absolutely yes absolutely Um, two wonderful children and um, like he's the best dad he can be to them you know like and they're they're missing him so much and they're just they're lost without him you know they're they're both at the age where they need their dad you know and like Mark is always there for them, like, you know, there's, there's never, you know, if he's needed to do anything or the kids need anything, he's, he's there, he's on it, you know, like, mm. even down as far as my own children are concerned, um, like, we'd be a very close family, and um, even the kids, like, the kids would be just, they're just lost, they're, they're all, they just don't understand what's going on, we don't even understand it ourselves, you know, like, we, we've no answers, and um, like what we've been clinging to is the fact that his birthday is tomorrow and like we'd normally birthdays are a big deal in our you know in our families mm. we always like to make a little fuss of everybody and after all it is your birthday and Mark would be like a big child it should be that he'd be hyped up for days beforehand and sure he'd nearly be at the door for the cards before the postman <laughs> <laughs> you know like that's just the, yes. the type of mm. type of person yeah. he is and your poor mammy Martina as well must be just at her wits end is she it's just it's actually starting to become unbearable to even to look at her and to see how badly it's affecting her and 
my dad has not long passed away. Um, he passed away on the 16th of December last year and it was very sudden and it was a humongous shock to the whole family. And um, Mark was an absolute rock. He stepped up. He organised everything. He took care of everything. He was there for me. He was there for Mam and my other brother, Stephen. Um, like he took care of everything. And just looking at Mam, like she's just, She's just fading away in front of my eyes and um, distressed and worry of it. Um, like, Mark is the eldest of three, but you know, you know, no matter where your children go, you always worry about them. And mm. like, it's every parent's worst nightmare for your child to go out and not come home, regardless of what age they are. I know Mark might be turning 44 tomorrow, but that doesn't stop Mum from, like, he's her, you know, firstborn and... Um, because he has, has has been such a rock to us um, for the past 11 months. Like, he's, we really miss him, and, like, there's a huge void in our family now. Yeah, and um, and nothing adds up. I know you're, you've been mulling over this, trying to see if there's anything that, you know, jogs anything with any, any of you, and it doesn't. And I know there have been extensive searches by volunteers, the Civil Defence, Mead River Rescue, everybody's been involved, and not... A trace of him has shown up. Had he a phone or anything with him, or th- does that come into play at all? No, he did have a phone, um, but we haven't been able to find it. Um, mm. The phone hasn't been. I know his phone was in use up until um, the Tuesday, uh, which would have been the fourth of October, right. and after that date, the phone was switched off or went dead or whatever, and it hasn't been um, switched back on since. So there has been no, um, with all the searches and that, was, there's been nothing, no findings of anything, even his his phone. Um, mm. But he would have had a phone on him at the time. Yes, so. yes. And, and, and there is, are the Guardian volunteer in... in oh, yeah, yeah in no, and I have to say now that mm. Navin Guards are, are doing everything they can, you know, as yeah. much as they can. Um, like, literally, Mark literally just disappeared. Like, you know, he was laughing on the Commons Road area at the centre around a quarter to three in the afternoon on the Monday. And after that, there's there's nothing. It's yeah. like he just headed across the road and vanished. There's, there's nothing, no more, nothing, no other sightings, um, nothing, we, we, not a trace of him. And now, when you, you mentioned know. the Commons Road, and I'm familiar with the area there myself, it would be busy at a, a quarter to three with people coming and going from school and a lot of activity there. So did anybody notice anything? What was he wearing at the time? He was in, it was mainly dark clothes. He was in a, he had a black jacket, black tracksuit bottoms, dark navy runners, and it was either a cream or a white hoodie underneath the jacket. Mm. But he had, a, he had a sore knee, so he had a bit of a limp. So people may have noticed a person with a limp, you know. And as you said yourself, it was an extreme. At that time where children are coming and go, I could be on the school run myself. Mm. And people can be sitting in traffic and maybe they just, maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't know. But maybe now they might think, well, was that Mark that walked past me? Like, even if you think you've seen Mark, it's just to know where he went after that point is that's where we're stuck on we just don't seem to know where he went after he crossed the road yeah. at the centre heading for the Parnell direction which would have been where we were reared mm. we, we grew up in Parnell Park and um, so like he'd be well known in that area as well yes so 
that's why we're, yeah. we're trying to appeal to people. Like there might be people with dash cam that they haven't thought about, you know, if, may, if you know, on that specific date, maybe, or yeah. if they were on the school run and noticed Mark, you know, as I said, he had a bit of a limp because his knee was, was giving him some trouble. So, yeah. like, that might jog some people's memories and maybe, you know. Yes. And just to say again, Monday the 3rd of October, 2.45 in the afternoon, Commons Road, round the centre there. Does it ring a bell with anybody? You saw somebody in dark clothing, perhaps with a bit of a limp because of an injury he was carrying. He's five foot eight and tall, uh, five foot eight tall. Uh, he's a broad bill, brown hair and blue eyes is the description that have been issued uh, to everybody. If you saw anything, if you have dash cam, if you're in that area, you never know. There just might be something that would give a clue. His birthday tomorrow, eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's a long time, isn't it, not to hear anything? It is, and as I said, every day that this goes on, it gets harder to stay positive. And, you know, you, you're, you're trying to come up with different scenarios in your mind. And, you know, but deep down, I just, I, I, I know myself, I don't, I don't believe Mark would ever go this long without contact and especially with everything that's coming up his birthday tomorrow and dad's first anniversary and it's just it's just totally out of character for him so it is and whatever about a couple of days or whatever not talking everyone goes a few days without having contact but this is this is more than that this like we've i have we've checked with friends relatives and We've literally kept everywhere and, uh, and with everyone and nobody. Nothing coming up. Nothing, nothing at all up. at the minute. It's, so any any piece of information, anything spotted, jogs anything with anybody, see anything, any bit of information may just help, you know, uh, unlock this situation and, uh, you know, bring news to the family who are desperately seeking something at this stage. It's everyone's worst nightmare that somebody just disappears into thin air and not a word about it. Look, Leah, I hope that there is word and there are developments for you sooner rather than later and I hope our wee conversation today here on Late Lunch will prompt something with somebody perhaps and we're thinking of you, your mam and all of the family at the moment. Thank you so much and I appreciate you um, doing this for us and for Mark as well and just hopefully somebody out there listening may know something or, you know, however small or insignificant to think it might be, it, it mm. never is. It could be it's some little tiny t- bit of information could be, you know, the key to finding the next step where Mark went after that. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to piece together is where he went after that. Absolutely. We wish... You well in uh, your search for news. Thank you indeed for joining me, Leah. Not at all. Thank you very much for having me. Not at all. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Leah Duffy there. And just to mention a a link, um, a a very uh, significant one to Mark is uh, the late Andy Brennan. He was mayor of Navin at one stage. He's Andy's grandson. Um, and Andy, a very well-regarded man in the community. If you know anything, if you can help, I'll just give the numbers. The Garda Confidential line is 1-800-666-111. That's 1-800-666-111. Or Navin Garda Station, if you have any piece of information at all, 046-9036-100. That's 046-9036-100. Contact Navin Garda Station. Shocking, it really is. Everybody's worst nightmare that somebody's just gone 
and no word about them. Two months at this stage. I suppose it's the magic of the man. He disappeared for a minute. Oh, he's back now. I see him. Ah, thank God. Louise was saying to me, where is he gone? Well, who knows where he goes because he's one of our best friends on Late Lunch and I'm delighted to catch up with him this afternoon. Keith Barry, hello again. Hey, how are you? Good to see you again. Great to see you too. Honest to God, you're looking, you're looking svelte and slim and fit. What's going on? Yeah, well, look, I think a lot of people wait till the new year for the New Year's resolution, but I actually always do it early. So, yeah, just cut back on the booze for November. I'm doing intermittent fasting. I'm getting into my ice bath every day. I'm doing hot and cold therapy, going to the gym. Uh, and then still having a couple of drinks at the weekend. So I'm not super strict and I'm not here to preach. Um, but for me, look, honestly, I want to knock off the few pounds before Christmas and then I'm just going to go nuts at Christmas and enjoy myself. But at least then when I wake up uh, in the new year, I won't be two stone overweight. I'll just be one stone <laughs> overweight. Because uh, Actually, truth be told, now that you've asked the question, I've been carrying about a stone or a stone and a half the whole way through COVID because of COVID. And, and you know, I'm 46, Jerry, I'm not getting younger. And it's harder to knock it off, right? So for me, what really works actually is intermittent fasting. So yeah, I've lost a couple of kilos in the last few weeks and kind of down to the weight I want to be, you know? You're looking really good. I've been following you as I always do. My word, you know, COVID and the lockdown and you're in your man cave there again as we're speaking today. (laughs) But you're making up for lost time. You're all over the place. You're really travelling a lot, aren't you? Yeah, it's great. You know, back on planes now and traveling all over the world. And like the majority of my work now actually is with corporations and companies. So like last week I was in, uh, or the week before rather, I was in Malaga with Superbet, um, you know, talking to them about mindset and motivation and how to achieve peak performance. And then I'm probably not supposed to say this, but in two weeks time, I'm going over to um, to a football team in the UK that's near Birmingham. Let's just put it that way, right? Okay, I'm not going to say any more than that. So uh, I'm over there in two weeks talking to a football team. And yeah, just look, enjoying it. Enjoying traveling again. I love travel. I think you learn a lot when you travel. And uh, yeah, look, I'm enjoying performing here as well. So lots of Christmas parties. So like literally um, tomorrow I've got like two Christmas parties and Friday I've got three Christmas parties I have to perform at and then Saturday I'm up in Tume and Galway for a Christmas party so yeah it's Christmas party season now so it's great to see other people just out and enjoying themselves and, and it's lovely to perform for them live you know So we should have a bet on Aston Villa making uh, maybe European places in the Premier League next year? No comment <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Get, my gig will get cancelled if, if I'm not careful. <laughs> Unai Emery, Arsenal got rid of him too soon, I think. Anyway, good luck with that one. But you you have proven in the past that the mind in sport, along with everything else in life, is malleable and can be, you know, the difference between that little extra that brings the win. Look, I, I think a lot of people are struggling now. I, I don't think it's been actually recognised by the government or uh, a lot of mental health people out there. Like, There's a struggle going on. I think people are struggling coming out of COVID. I think people are just struggling with like all the noise right, that's going on in the world right now, like wars, pandemics, and this and that and the other. Now, it seems like every other person I meet either has a cold or a flu now, which is, which is normal at this time of year. We forget that's normal, right? Mm. That, you know, we get colds and flus. So for me... Uh, look, I just share my strategies, my brain hacks, if you like, with people on how they can optimize their mindset. And, you know, I just think it starts from understanding that success is built from your subconscious mind. So I always talk about the SATT instead of the PMA. So me, for me, you know, me telling you, Jerry, to be positive if you're having a down day, it's not going to work, right? You know, be positive. 
well, I have nothing to be positive about. That's what people think, right? So for me, I talk about the SATT, which is the subconscious attitude. And most people listening to this conversation, I suppose, that we're having right now, they just don't understand the subconscious mind, right? The problem there is 95% of our purchase making decisions, 95% of our issues lie subconsciously, right? So our subconscious mind controls a lot of our life. You know, think about it, like our autonomic nervous system looks after going to the bathroom. We don't even think about that anymore. We don't think about blinking. The problem there is when you're parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system don't work in unison, that's when you get anxiety. That's when you get stress. And that's all subconscious. The whole thing is subconscious. The good news is, You can actually learn about your subconscious mind. You can learn to program your subconscious mind and you can learn to take control of it. And that's what's great. And you don't need medication for it. You don't need anything. You just need time and you need to be willing to learn and put in the effort. And that's what I share with people, regardless of what it is, right? So regardless whether it's sports or regardless whether it's just somebody listening to this who just wants to reduce their anxiety, you know? Um, So that's what I'm kind of passionate about these days is just... I suppose, providing value to other people and and serving them and just making them better, you know. And the new show, of course, you're coming to the northeast to the TLT in Drogheda next March, the 10th of Mm. March next year, with a brand new show. And, of course, it's always about the mind, isn't it? Yes, this is a brand new show. It's called Mind Games. And here's the weird conversation we're about to have, probably, is I'm not giving away any details of the show. So this is a top secret show, Jerry, <laughs> for the first time ever. Normally, I would tell you what's in the show and we talk about the show and whatever. There's there's nothing to be said. It's a top secret show. It's only the lucky um, 10 groups of people. I'm doing a smaller tour this year just because of my timeline. So I'm doing uh, one night in the gate and then I'm just doing nine venues around the country. So one of them, luckily for uh, the people up there who might want to come along, is the TLT on uh, March 10th, as you mentioned. So if you're missing a Christmas stocking filler, that might be a nice option for you. But ultimately, uh, what I will say about the show, though, is it's fun-filled, packed with mind games and more importantly, this time around, like there's no language, there's no profanity. So if you want to bring like, I, I don't recommend any of my shows for young kids, but if you want to bring like 11, 12 year olds plus, uh, this show is suitable. So uh, people very often ask me that this show is suitable for sure. Ah, oh, that's good to hear. Introduce them to Keith Barry Young and they'll carry it with them for the rest of their lives and they'll fill theatres for him too, which he'll be very happy about. Anyway, you're in your man cave. One quick question mm. Louise asked me to ask you, and listeners can't see this, but we see this now anytime we talk to you. What's that jar of balls up on your right-hand shoulder as we look at you there? She says, are they gobstoppers? Well, well actually, here's the interesting thing, right? Here's the interesting... I'm going to tell you what they are in a moment, okay. right? But there's a reason I'm saying in a moment, because you can see that there's a a clipboard next to it, right? Yes. And I'm going to tell you, on the other side of this clipboard, I made a little prediction. Okay, there's a prediction already here, right? So here's the interesting thing. Jerry, um, the gumballs are there. They are gumballs, just so you know. So when I was very young, my grandfather, Gaga, we used to call him, down, it was my my, my mum's dad, and none of us could pronounce granddad when we were very young, four or five. So I started calling him Gaga, and we called him Gaga all the way up until we were 21 years of age. So we all called him Gaga. And here's the interesting thing. Gaga used to play this game when we were young. He had a big jar of gumballs, not this one, but one like it. And the concept was me, my sister, my cousins, we would have to try and guess how many gumballs were inside the jar, Jerry. And he said, if any of us got it right, we would get to keep the jar of gumballs. Now, of course, none of us ever got it exact, 
But I got it closer than most. So I was always within two or three. So he'd give it a couple of gumballs. He'd fill it back up. And this went on for years, right? But here's the interesting thing. I'm going to give you, I'm going to influence you. I'm going to influence the outcome of this, okay? I'm telling you now, I'm going to attempt to influence you. I'm going to give you a clue, Jerry. There are somewhere between 50 and 450 gumballs inside the jar. Between 50 and 450. And I'm going to show you something that I've written here, which I think you'll find interesting. Now, before we do this, your listeners need to know that we didn't talk about this at all off air and this is the first time you're going to yes this yes absolutely sure I wouldn't have even mentioned it only for Louise who's standing on my shoulder here said ask him about the balls in the jar okay how many gum balls do you think are inside the jar Jerry what's your guess between 50 and 450 okay yeah, between 50 and 450 gum balls uh, okay I'm just trying to one two three There's two... don't guess it no no don't calculate it just okay. go with your good okay I'm going to say 220 now, is there a particular reason why it went with 220? No, I just looked at the jar and tried to do 450s and a little more in, you know, looking at the level of the balls up to the top of the jar. I think you'll find this interesting, what I've written here, because look, if I just flip this around, I want you to read out loud so everybody hears. What does this say? It says, I predict Jerry will ask about my balls. There are 220 balls in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> 220 balls inside my jar. Of course, I'm not going to count them one at a time, but it actually is, believe it or not, exactly 220 balls inside that jar. Exactly 220. Well, Louise, while she's standing here beside me, and she really is just scratching her head saying, holy God, what is this man like? What is he like? He's simply brilliant. Are you hiding something behind you there? Now, folks, he's wearing a lovely black shirt today, and he looks broad on the Zoom link to me here. Move aside. Is there something behind you? Did I cop yes. something there? Oh, so this is my Zoom art, or my Zoom Rubik's Cube art wall. Right. The Rubik's Cube. Well, you know, I talked to an Irish lad who is a world record holder for solving the Rubik's Cube on the Caleb. show. Yes. Yes, you know him. Well, there's a new guy just broke it the other day. Kalen oh. is his name. So it was broken the other day. So I don't know if it's the same chap. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He, he, he's he been at this for years and he keeps going at it to set a new record. It probably is him. Go on anyway. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm knocking you off course. Go on. Well, well, this is the first time this has been seen, Jerry. So this is a bit of an exclusive for you, okay? Okay. So just to describe it to people, I want you to imagine that there is like one, two, three, four, five... Six by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's 48 cubes inside here. Yeah. Okay. Minus four. You can see I've taken four out there yes. on top. So there's four kind of holes. And I want you to know, Jerry, you can actually see all the way through. So there's no mirrors. And you can see my finger yep. there in my hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So here's the interesting thing. I'm really interested in gameplay with superheroes, right? So as a matter of fact, I've got some superheroes here that you'll recognize. I've written them down. They're kind of the top superheroes of all time, if you like. And I want you to call them... Uh, I'll show you a few of them now, not too many. And I want you to call the ones that you see out loud. So number one is... Iron Man. Iron Man. And number two is... Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Okay, so here's the interesting thing, Jerry. Uh, they're all different. And there is... Let me just see. There is 34 of them inside this little book here, okay? Name a number between 1 and 34. And whatever number you name will go to that superhero inside the book. And that will be your randomly chosen superhero. So who would you like? 33. What would you like? 33. Oh, he's going all the way. Now, I want you to know that they really are all different, Jerry. So if you'd gone with number 10, who would that have been? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Number 18 would have been? The Atom. The Atom. And then, for example, number 27. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. So there's some ones there you would recognise, some ones that you might not recognise. So 32 would have been... Vixen. 
What did you say, 33? 33, I said, yeah. Okay, let's go to 33. 33, your chosen one is? Oh, I'm delighted. I love him. Batman. Batman. So that's your randomly chosen celebrity. So let's see if we can create some synergy, if you like, between you and Batman and my Rubik's Cube art wall here. And just for people listening, it's all jumbled up. All the cubes are in different patterns. But here's the interesting thing. I want you to think of these now as a grid, right? So this is A, B, C, D, E, and F. So we've got A to F, and then we've got A to cross. So I'll mix this up until you say stop. Stop. Okay, where do you want this one to go? It can go anywhere, by the way, or it can go into one of the pre-existing holes. Your choice. Yeah, into so the... So A to F. Yeah, into one of the pre-existing holes, the first one on the top. This yes, where? yes, please. Yes, yeah, yeah. Interesting, you chose that one. So I'll pop that one inside here again. There it goes there. So let's take this cube. I'll mix it until you say stop, Jerry. Stop, Keith. Done. Okay, again, you can go anywhere you want. A to F and A to cross. No, the bottom one, the, the lowest down blank, put it in there into that gap. Please, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Okay, there we go. Put that one in there. Done. All right, this next one. I'll mix till you say stop, Jerry. Stop. Done. Where do you want this one to go? Uh, the one on the left, the vacant one uh, in the first row, three down. Yeah, go on, put it in there. This one here? Yeah, at the top row. Yeah, put it in there. Put it in there. Top row or this one? This one, the one you're pointing to now, down along the left-hand okay, side. Perfect. Okay, okay, put good. it in there. I changed, me, I changed my mind there. And I this changed one is my mind. the last one here. Say stop anytime you want. Stop. Okay, this one, where would you like to go? There's only one hole without a Rubik's Cube in it, in the yeah, square. You, you can take one out. You can take one out and no, I can put this one in. No, I, ju- I, just, I just wanted to complete the whole lot now, please. Okay, done. I'm now a think bit... of this logically, right? There was yeah. four empty gaps. We mixed the cubes. They could have landed in any pattern, but Jerry... We're all pattern followers and pattern seekers in life. That's what we do, right? And what I do is try and create connections. I think we're like an interweaved web, a web of consciousness. Jerry, you selected Batman. You could have had any. Oh, my God. Jerry, I think you'll find it very interesting. <laughs> Louise, and Jerry, Louise, you come in. Combine the cubes. You combine the cubes into the exact orientation they needed to go into to put them exactly where they needed to go. That's Look, amazing. Come in and tell that the listeners, Louise. Amazing. When we turned <laughs> the Rubik's Cube ball um, back to front, we have the bat emblem. Yes, completed in full. And you know, he encouraged me, Keith encouraged me not to put them into the the, the, the vacant, yeah. you know, the ones that were missing, the ones that were on top. But you see me, that's me, Louise will tell you. The, the cutlery, the spoons have to be in the spoon section. The knives have to be in the knife section. The forks have to be with the forks. So you know I would complete that. I wouldn't leave any gaps. So there you I go. Would. <laughs> Louise would have left the gaps thanks, everywhere. Thanks for not choosing Thor or Vixen because that would have gotten very weird and very awkward, I can tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, you are just the master. I love you to bits. And I want to remind listeners again that you're coming to the Northeast. Only nine shows around the country and the Dublin ones. 10th of March, 2023, TLT, Drahada. Tickets on sale from the TLT.ie. Great Christmas present they'd make. I'll be there in March. The fishing won't have got going really then. I'll be up to see you. Is that okay? Yeah, well, listen, I'd love to have you. And look, let's let's make a commitment there. I, I want to make sure that Jerry comes to the show because we're good friends. And look, I really enjoy coming on your show. So let's do this, right? Put it in your diary, March 10th. And whoever comes, just so you all know, you're all going to see Jerry Kelly on stage performing a mind game. 
I'm no way out of that now. I'm on a hook, but I will be there. I promise you. God bless you. Thanks for joining Thanks, us on man. the show. You're a star. Thanks, See you, Keith. Keith. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mr. Andy Williams, timeless Christmas classic on your late lunch. And it is the most wonderful time and people are putting up Christmas trees and putting up their lights. And Loud County Council seem intent on messing with lights and switching them off and doing different things. Louise, do you think they've done it again? <laughs> Have they done it again? Do you think I they've done it again? I was actually sitting in traffic yesterday for a long time and I just started laughing because I knew you were somewhere behind me and I could just <laughs> picture you obscenities coming out everywhere in the car. I um, was it seems they have but the air was the air was blue. Well, I just want to ask them on the airwaves today because we did and they did thank you sorted out a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. we're talking about the traffic opera at Mullen Roadway and Drawhada down to the new bridge and the arteries that feed off that and it was disastrous for weeks and we brought it up on the show put a question into the council and thankfully somebody at last sorted it and the traffic hasn't it been magic since brilliant unbelievable Absolutely fab. but yesterday there were roadworks at the end of George Street onto that crazy stupid bridge uh, the bridge in the of peace as they call it in the morning and obviously somebody did something with the lights when the works were going on the works finished but I just wonder did that person ever think of going back and adjusting them back to the way that allows the traffic flow smoothly in huge parts of Drogheda town I'm talking about the lights at the bottom of George Street and the junction of Fair Street and the Fair Green and the knock on they have and the lights on the bridge as well with Trinity Street and West Street if somebody hasn't adjusted them would you please just press that button and readjust them back to allow the traffic to flow smoothly and let everybody's uh, temperament be calm come Christmas time. Or please teach Jerry how to do it. So <laughs> I would have a nervous breakdown if, on the air. If you let me do it and, and link me up, I'll, I'll do it no problem for you if, if you can't do it. But anyway, we'll see how today goes in Drogheda. And uh, if it's not fixed, we will be putting a little question in again to the people concerned. Uh, let's see what happens. But perhaps it might fall on some ears today that might check that out and have a look at the light situation. Louise, we got our first Christmas card today. Yes, we did. From Aoife and the crew at Wildlife Rehabilitation Ireland. Thank oh, you indeed. It's hello, a Aoife. lovely little card. Thank, to her thank in a you, while, Aoife. And look what came in. <laughs> a postcard from Madeira <gasps> from Jerry Gale and Kira Fitzsimons from Trim. They're over there having a nice time. Having we a love lovely cards. time by the looks of the Oh, postcard. lovely. It's beautiful. It is indeed. Thank you indeed for thinking of us at late lunch. We do appreciate them. And they all go on display up in the office. Well, the World Cup, you've won through. The Dutch are through. They, won, they won the group last night. And tomorrow, Argentina. Okay. Your second team are playing tomorrow. So hopefully. And are yours? How are you getting on? Both through. Brazil oh, and Portugal good. are into the knockout stage at this stage. And England were fun, really good against Wales last night. It's coming home. It's coming home. I thought you changed your it's mind about that. Was that David Sheehan? I keep changing my mind. Oh, well, David David doesn't think they'll win it. I think no. they have a real good chance. And there's somebody on talking to Keith Barry. He's working with a club in the Midlands in the UK next week, a big soccer club. Somebody says, I hope it's West Brom. They must be a West Brom <laughs> supporter. <laughs> I think it's Aston Villa. But anyway, he wouldn't tell they us. They solve Rubik's Cubes. We'll do- <laughs> 
we'll watch the form of West Brom and anyone else in the Midlands and Villa and see how they're going. Katrina Madden is a singer-songwriter and music teacher based in Navin and she's a big Michael Bublé fan as well and she's just written a lovely, lovely Christmas song and believe it or not, Mr Bublé has had a big influence on her and the song. Katrina, good afternoon to you. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for joining me on Late Lunch today. Thank you so much for having me. Not at all. Michael Bublé. First of all, Bublé and you, I take it you're a fan of his. I'm a huge fan. I've been a fan for since he started about 20 years ago. And you uh, go on tell the story of how you came to me and I'm going to stop and let I'm, I want to listen to you what happened <laughs> okay um, I had a cardboard cut out of Michael Bublé and when I got it we took pictures of him everywhere in my apartment um, on the bed um, on the couch <laughs> me pretending to make him dinner and my profile picture on the Facebook was of me pretending to make him dinner and a few months later when he was here in concert he was playing the O2 a friend of mine, Maria Mason, was playing violin for him and she showed him my picture. And he said, because I had made him dinner, it was only fair that he invite me for dinner. So I was invited backstage to what was the O2 at the time. And I had three hours with him and his band and his crew and it was just amazing. Oh, what a fantastic story this yeah. is. Isn't that just symptomatic of the man? He's a lovely fella and he's known for his generosity of spirit, etc. And that just exemplifies that, doesn't it? Yeah, he was just so normal and down to earth. It was great. But every year at Christmas now, I always get the, you know, the jokes. Oh, he's coming out of his cave and he's defrosting for Christmas. So... <laughs> I said I'd put it in a song. <laughs> that's that's uh, where this started. Katrina, that's only jealousy. That's only yeah, jealousy. Or, or, or you know the Irish thing of having a little poke at somebody just to see will they get a reaction. So don't worry about that at all. You <laughs> and Michael are on first name terms, had dinner with him, so you just crow about that for as long as you want it. So here's the thing, as you said there, you, you, you've written this song and you, you've brought him into it as well. I did. Now, basically, the the song, um, there is a mention to him, um, but I wrote the song. I actually wrote it for my two sons. I have two small boys, and I wanted just the message to be um, portrayed for them is that we all want and would like things for Christmas, but we, what we actually need for Christmas is the gift of love and kindness that we can give to each other, that we can't get it in a shop, that we can give that to each other. So that's basically the message in the song. Ah, it is a sentiment that if we all carried that with us and lived it, this world would be a lovely place, wouldn't it? It would. It definitely would, yeah. Yeah, it really would, you know. And uh, that is the the truest words you can say about this time of year. I know it's great and the present that Santa Claus is on his way and all that type of thing. But it's the love of each other, the care for each other, the kindness. If we don't have that, we have nothing in our lives. We really don't. I think so. I think you've just hit the nail on the head here. Oh, by the way, somebody wants to know, what did you have for dinner with (laughs) Boogley? I couldn't eat much. I had chicken. you couldn't I'd say you were sick with excitement I uh, was. To, to be with them there you go well there's your answer anyway she had chicken with Michael Bublé um, <laughs> tell us a bit about you and what you do your music teacher singer songwriter tell a bit of your I, background you know I am I'm a music teacher um, I started off as a child on stage with Ruth Kenny Revels my dad actually was a founder member of us 55 years ago so it was always in our house 
Um, I teach piano and singing. Um, I've been in many different uh, stage schools and music schools over the years teaching. I teach at the moment with Music Generation. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I love to sing. Um, I've had, like I said, I have two small boys, so I don't gig anymore. I had been gigging quite a lot in the past, but probably maybe for the last four years. Um, and I had been heavily involved in St. Mary's Musical Society as well. So this is really my chance to get back um, it's my kind of get back to, to music really and, brilliant. Um, yeah. brilliant 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 oh you have it in the DNA when you mentioned the Rebels of course and it all began there for you and St Mary's what a society it is Killian Donnelly yeah, Killian Donnelly indeed yeah. being a, a former a prominent member as well and look at what Killian has gone on to now at this stage amazing amazing yeah. a- amazing tell me about children and teaching children can I, can any child you know pick up a musical instrument and learn it is it within all our remits to do that I think yeah with with the right um you know uh teacher and they have to have that you know, the understanding and each child is different. Like each person is different and we all learn at different paces. We might learn in a different approach to, you know, to teach in a different approach to children. But um, kids at a very young age um, pick it up so quickly. And it's really, that's the thing. If they start as young as they can, they'll, they'll, it'll help them to pick it up quicker. Mm, mm. And musicality, is it something we're born with or can you learn it? Um... I think a lot of people are born with it, but you can definitely learn it. It's, uh, it, it takes a lot of practice and a lot mm. of rehearsing and uh, people yeah. don't see that behind the scenes. But yeah, it does. To, to stay good at your craft, you need to work on it very hard. So, yes. um, yeah, a bit of both. A bit of both. And that's good to hear. Now, here's the thing. Your dream is that Michael Bublé will pick up on this song. And... Uh, I have to mention another prominent guy. I wonder does anyone out there know a fella called Daniel O'Donnell? Do you know him? Do you know Daniel O'Donnell? He's known the world over. I believe he's been in touch. Yes, I um, very luckily got a lovely message, a good luck message from Daniel O'Donnell and from Matt Levy as well. Lovely. And yesterday I got one from Santa Claus as well. So I am very, very lucky. Um, so yeah, wishing me well. So it's it, was a great boost as well. Oh, to get the thumbs up from the man with the white beard and the big red suit in the North Pole when he's just snowed on the walk at the minute. That is really the biggest uh, endorsement that you have got, let me say, young woman, Absolutely. so far. And I have, there are 20 children, 20 boys and girls singing on the song with me from all over me. They're amazingly talented kids. And um, he... Gave them a special mention in the message, Santa Claus. So that was that was super as well. Lovely. Really nice of them. Lovely. Did it take you long to pen this? Um, no, I did it. I had the first bit done quite quickly, and then mm. I worked on it um, at night time when my children went to bed. Is when I do most of my crafts. Um, so yeah, no, maybe over a few nights. Good on you. Yeah, yeah, it's when most. 
it's sorry, I just need to say that it was arranged and produced by the wonderful Mark Cahill as well. Ah, well, now you're talking. You have a top man <laughs> with you there for sure. So we know Mark well. Yeah. But look, it's like most mammies do when they're settled down and asleep. Well, work often starts for people. And there you are. That's when you got to, to get going on this. So it's first play on LMFM Radio this afternoon in the hope that Mr. Michael Bublé somewhere in this world will pick up on it and who knows what will happen uh, from there and of course it's written composed and performed by my guest today Katrina Madden and she's accompanied I want to say that again by 20 wonderful talented children from yeah. all over Mead produced by Mark Cahill go on introduce it yourself and away we go LMFM listeners this is what we need this Christmas Indeed we do. We're going to hear it now. Katrina, best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jerry. And to me that sounds really brave. I'd hibernate too if I were with you. We'd sing songs and drink some beer. Cause it's beginning to look a lot like Of love and kindness may 
Katrina Madden there and those beautiful children with her and her new Christmas song on Your Late Lunch this Wednesday afternoon and we wish her well with it. Wouldn't it be great if Bublé picked it up? You never, never know. She had dinner with him. Next step? Well, let's see what happens there. Fitness instructor Aoife Bradley has joined me in the past on a number of occasions on the show and she's back on the line today. Hi Aoife. Hello Jerry. Thank you for taking our call today. I really love this. Tell them what's happening this evening in Navin, please. So this evening at half six in Blackwater Park, we're coming together as a... Basically, it's just to remember all our loved ones that has passed. So it's a walk that I've called Remember Me, Walk by Candlelight. It's a lovely, lovely thought. So anybody who has lost a loved one no, at any stage of their lives are welcome to come along this evening and just bring a candle. Do they need to bring their own? Yeah, yeah, just to bring their own candle and to wrap up well and, you know, if they want to bring a little torch because Blackwater Park isn't that well lit up but if they want to bring a little head torch or a little torch with them we're going to have um, some local musicians and singers um, we've got a memorial tree which was donated by Aidan Jordan and I need to really talk about this for one second Aidan Jordan has a non-profit organisation called Wells for Life Ireland so basically he um, grows Christmas trees the money he makes from selling the Christmas trees he goes over to Uganda and supplies filtered water to the villages in Uganda so Aidan has kindly donated a 12 foot Christmas tree where people can come tie a ribbon to the tree or make a little bobble or a picture or whatever they want symbolising their loved one and they can place this on the tree Lovely indeed. So if you have a ribbon, a bauble or whatever, you're welcome to put it on the tree and it'll look magnificent, it will, with all that's going to go on there. Well done to Aidan. It's a lovely gesture as well. And in turn, you know, what he does is simply magnificent helping people that need help in Uganda. What prompted this with you, may I ask, Aoife? Unfortunately, not from the best of circumstances. I lost my dad on the 5th of October quite suddenly. And I'm trying to navigate through grief, which is an emotion that I don't think we'll ever get on top of. But I do believe that we can learn to live with grief. And to me, it's keeping daddy's memory alive and his spirit alive. And I think this is going to bring comfort to every single one of us that has lost lost a loved one, whether it's in the last month, year, decade, it doesn't matter. Grief is always going to be with us because we love them so much. So tonight is about us just, it's such a calm day. Thank God it wasn't last week because the weather last week was so mixed. But this evening and today, it's just such a calm day. And I think it's just going to bring us so much comfort as a community, families, friends, you know, just all come together and, and, you know, remind ourselves of the relationship we had with our loved ones. It's a lovely, lovely thought and such an appropriate time of the year as well. And it's Blackwater Park this evening at half past six and everybody is welcome. So you're going to walk around the park. There will be music, etc. And that lovely tree to be adorned as well. It's going to be magical, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it now, I must say. Yeah, so people, if you are thinking of coming, give yourselves enough time. If you're in walking distance from the park, please don't drive because there is limited car parking spaces in Blackwater Park. So if you can walk to the park, that's brilliant. And look, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone there. It'll be a great turnout, Aoife, and well done to you. Thank you so much for organising it, and people will be very appreciative of what you're doing this evening. Good luck with Thank it. Thank you, Jerry. Thank Thanks. you, and happy Christmas, Jerry. Many happy returns to you and your family. We're thinking of you at this time, and all the best for the new year. Thanks a million. That's Thank Eva. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Eva Bradley there. Lovely, lovely lady, and everybody, welcome along there this evening. They really are. Louise, what's this word? There's a new word, uh, is it a word or a phrase or a description? The bachelor's handbag. Will you explain, <laughs> please? The bachelor's handbag. It is now a known phrase. It's gone into the Macquarie Dictionary in Australia. And what is it? What do you think it would be? Uh, one of them little man bags that somebody <laughs> carries under their arm. Men. You know, men wouldn't traditionally have handbags. They do in modern times. And is that what, it, what it's all about? No? It's actually a cooked chicken. In a bag. You know the cooked chicken you go into any of the supermarkets and you get one and they have a little bag? So that's, it's now called a bachelor's handbag in Australia. So you see all these bachelors heading home with a cooked chicken in the bag and that's their dinner for the for the day, I see. Yeah, so they don't have to do any preparation. They can just slice it and eat it or put it in a sandwich or whatever. I, I love that's what it is. I actually, in, in, in an emergency, I love those chickens. I go home straight away and take both legs off and eat the two legs immediately. <laughs> I love the legs in them, I have to say. But the one thing you have to watch with those bags is... The grease. They're leaky devils. Yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> totally leaky agree. buggers. There'll be grease and juice and everything. Yeah. Don't put them on the seat of your car. Your car will be smelling chicken <laughs> for the next six months, to be honest with you. Very true, yeah. <laughs> so that's just a little I'd say warning. i you can nearly follow a bachelor home if he's <laughs> Good. walking down the street. <laughs> Carrying, swinging it, yeah. all the dogs behind him. <laughs> Watch the trail. <laughs> 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 on a dry day so there I've learned something on late lunch today a bachelor's handbag is a cooked chicken in a bag you'll learn more with us after three about Frank Sinatra my artist of the week and a brilliant business called Rapid 360 now on late lunch it's time for this the late lunch artist of the week artist of the week it is Mr. Frank Sinatra this week and the early 50s saw Sinatra's career hit a real slump and it coincided with the breakoff of his marriage and the sudden death of his confidant, closest friend and publicist George Evans who'd been crucial to his meteoric rise and successes. He also owed the taxman a ball of money which he had to borrow from his label at the time, Columbia Records. His fall was evident when he performed and not drawing the crowds he once used to small attendances at half-filled venues like the Paramount in New York City I mentioned yesterday where once tickets were like gold dust. It was half empty when Sinatra now performed. He was forced to shift his focus through necessity rather than choice to Las Vegas where he took up residency and went on to become one of Sin City's foremost and pioneering performers through the late 50s, 60s and 70s. In fact, it sustained him at a time when his records weren't selling or hitting the once customary heights in the charts. It would be 1953 when he signed a new seven-year deal with Capitol Records and the release of the movie From Here to Eternity that saw Frank Sinatra's remarkable career revival begin with songs... Just like this one. 
Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand In other words Baby, kiss me I love you Ah, one of the greatest crooners of all time, Frank Sinatra, my artist of the week on Late Lunch all this week with Fly Me to the Moon, a cracking song. What a voice. What a man to interpret songs as well. Timeless, timeless. And I'll have more about Frank in words and song round about this time tomorrow afternoon. I was there myself last uh, Saturday evening at the Northeast Business Excellence Awards. It was a fantastic night. The nominees were all terrific and there were big winners. And one of the winners last Saturday night were Rapid 360. And to tell us and tell you more about them, Ashley Bell joins me on the line. Hello, Ashley. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really, really good. Congratulations on your big win last week. Remind me, what category did you pick up the gong in? Uh, it's funny because a lot of people have asked me that and I keep getting it wrong, but it was digital innovation. <laughs> Very good. And certainly you are innovating digitally, may I say. Just for our listeners today, explain to them what your concept is. So what we're doing is we're producing 360 photography. So people would be most familiar with this if they've used Street View on Google Maps. But it, we go. what we're trying to do, and I think the reason we won the award was we're just trying to push that idea as far as it will go. We're really trying to push the, the technology to its limits. I have to say, I was in root and round, you know that saying, root and round on your website today and looking okay. at this. And I have to say, it is fascinating because the standard photograph like is in one dimension. But with yep. you, you get a 360, and that's where your name obviously comes from, view of everything you're looking at. It's remarkable. That's it, exactly. It, it, really, get, it really allows people to really immerse themselves in what a business has to offer. And that's what we're trying to do with various different levels of service we offer. But that's the basic thing. And Google themselves actually really advocate the use of 360 photography on their listings because they've shown that it brings people into the business. So it's really exciting stuff. And I think there's going to be a lot more of it going on in the future. I have to say, it, it it caught my attention. It really has. Yeah. And I I didn't leave it for a while, as you said. So that is what differentiates you. That's what sets you apart. Um, well, I think what differentiates us uh, between, say, that you've got your standard kind of Google Street View uh, and what differentiates us in our 360 photography is the quality. Mm. We really, really, we, we're professional 360 photographers and people don't realise the, you know, you looked at those images there, that's great on the website, but there's so much involved in creating those images from the, the way that the camera takes the image and we have to stitch it and all kinds of things in software and we have to edit it and we have to take out noise and we have to sharpen it and there's there's so much that goes on in it and yeah it's really it's really interesting i love it i'm not surprised to do i'll tell you who loves you as well the people of ballydahab village i think i I think i'll have to go down and visit after what i saw this was a project you undertook because of a family connection was it 
yeah, I think you're going to ask me about that. That's funny, yeah. So Valley the Hog is probably one of the, the things that I pitched to the judges for the award because that's one of the areas where I've really tried to push the, the technology. Uh, it hadn't been done before, as far as we could find, anywhere in the world, uh, an entire virtual tour of a town. Mm. Now, you could say that Google Maps, uh, Street View, you know, you could say it's something like that. But what we're trying to do is create a platform where you can go and explore a town and you can not only just look around and go into the shops, but you can hear stories from the locals and you can, you can see images and you can read about the history while you're going around the town. And I would just say that that what we have done at the moment is just the starting point and we're, we're trying to improve that all the time. So, yeah, that's where we got started. Talk about selling a village. You're not going on to speaker there, are you on me? No, you're not going on to speaker phone, no? The family connection is just that my, um, my mother is into family history research and she found, I'm from the UK originally, she, she traced her ancestors back to Bodehub and uh, one day she actually found um, that the one of the locals there was related to us and uh, we, we, I suppose we, we made sense. That's why you picked that up. Just, just can I ask you actually, have you gone on to speaker there or anything? Because you sound quite distant all of a sudden on the conversation. You haven't clicked the speakerphone or anything like that, no? Ashley, have, have we got you? I think we've lost Ashley there, have we? We had him a second ago. I don't know what. He sounded distant there all of a sudden. I think we've lost him, have we? Hello, Ashley. Hello, sorry, I lost you there. Yeah, no, no, I have you back. That's much better. For You, you, you flipped onto something there and you were just gone in the distance altogether. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that, that sorry. is much better now. I, I have you there loud and clear. But you were just saying, just repeat that again. Your mum, the connection with Bally the Hob. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, the connection was that my mother is into family history research in a big way, and she traced her ancestors back to Bally de Hob. Uh, she actually found that the house that her ancestors live in, one, uh, her great-great-grandfather was the station master, and she ended up being able to rent the house there, and then she was going around the village just asking about the history, and she met a guy, William Swanson, and she said to him, um, you know, I'm looking for my uh, relatives, so I'm looking to find out about this family. And it turned out he was one of the Swantons and they've, they've been good friends ever since. So it's a nice story as well. But, and, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to do something for the community there. Mm. Oh, you've sold it brilliantly. And as you say, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a view of Bally de Hob that anyone can uh, access anywhere in the world. So hospitality, retail, tourism, they're your three sort of key areas. They're our three key areas. They're the areas that we feel we can help most because typically... You'd, you might come across 360 photography or virtual tours in um, property in mm. one way, but we just feel that there's so much more you can do. Uh, we worked with a wedding shop in Donegal, uh, Poles and Lace, and we created a virtual shopping experience for them. So you can actually go and walk around the shop virtually and uh, you can pick products and add them to your shopping cart. So that was something else we did that was quite unusual. And I can see the benefits as well for a hospitality business that, you know, you can actually take people into the rooms, into the restaurants, you know, just to really showcase the place. Yeah. And uh, I mean, how many times have you, you know, gone to book a hotel or something and you've been looking at the photos of the rooms and you just wonder, what am I not seeing in these pictures? Mm. Um, Another way we think that that can help people is uh, 
things like wheelchair access. That was what one of our, our clients said, actually, in Drogheda, Five Good Things. They said to us uh, that the, the virtual tour was great because people could look and see, can I get a wheelchair in there? Is there easy access? You know, what, you know they just get an idea of what the place is like. It sells them the place before they arrive, you know? Mm, it's really impressive, I have to say. So business is picking up all the time for you guys. I have to mention Sarah Cunningham as well. Shall we be shot if we don't mention her today? <laughs> yeah, you do, you do. Sarah's doing great. Uh, we're expecting a baby in uh, April, so that's uh, very exciting for us. Um, and Sarah's not with me at the moment, but uh, I'm sure she sent her regards. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, you were popular winners at the awards and obviously the judges saw something quite different with you and something quite special and believe that you're onto something here that can really grow and progress. And I, I, I can see that too. Your website, rapid, rapid360.ie, is it? That's it, exactly. And if there's anyone at the moment who's looking for a 360 photography of their Christmas events, that's what we're really looking for at the moment. If anyone's interested in that, they're more than welcome to get in contact with us. Well done to you. Congratulations again on the award and good luck to you heading into the new year with the business. Thank you for joining me, Ashley. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Ashley Bell there from Rapid 360. Impressive indeed. I say that again. They really are. And we're delighted with their big win on Saturday night. Still nil-nil in the World Cup games between Australia and Denmark and Tunisia and France. We'll have more on those games and the evening ones to come uh, at the World Cup. Argentina, Louise's team is actually playing this evening, I just see. They're playing Poland. And the other game is Saudi Arabia and Mexico. That group is the group of death. Any one of those four teams can qualify. Any two of those four teams can go through to the last 16. So will it be... Don't cry for me, our Martina, or something else. We'll know anyway this evening as our Argentina take the field. It's Louise's second team. Tomorrow on late lunch, Neil Delamere is in the house. Niall Neeson, the calming dentist. Rod Smith is here, children's author and teen author. And I have his whole collection of books to give away. And uh, we'll also be talking to referee David Goff on late lunch tomorrow afternoon. Paul McGinn is coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. Have a nice Wednesday. See you Thursday, 1.30. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 